Welcome to Let's Clear the Air, a podcast sponsored by the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center, dedicated to educating listeners about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Well, welcome back. I'm your host, Liz Edwards, and today I am with Dr. John Overholt. We are in our Midtown Nashville office, and we are talking about allergy seasons. Is there an allergy season anymore, or is it just one big allergy season? There is a very long, continuous allergy season that exists these days, yes. You know, the uh-huh. joke in the, in the newspapers where every year it'd be like, this is the worst allergy season ever, and people were like, really, can it really be the worst allergy season ever? Right. And the answer is, yes, it can. I mean, climate changes, and so the allergy seasons have gotten more intense, they've gotten longer, and so we're just seeing this not really just isolated to different seasons, spring and fall, but now it's becoming summer and winter too. For patients who have, you know, a multiple, who have multiple allergies to basically everything outside, like myself, is there ever an off season at this point in Middle Tennessee? Winter time for pollen allergies is still an off season, but there are mold spores that are present year round that you can measure during the winter months. So there's technically not a complete off season. Of course, that really depends on a person's allergy profile. Mm-hmm. You know, if a person's not grass pollen allergic, they're probably going to do better in the summertime. But we're also starting to see these other, you know, the old sort of thought was that it's trees really just in the spring, grass really just in the summer, weeds really just in the fall. And we're starting to see this overlap where tree pollen spills into grass pollen season and weed pollen spills into grass pollen season and they both spill and grass spills into others. So we're starting to see more of a spread. We measure our own pollen counts and so we can document mm-hmm. that you know, right now, which really should just be a grass pollen season, there's still a little bit of tree pollen in the air. There's still weed pollen in the air. There are really high mold spore counts. So really, yeah. it's becoming an all year round sort of thing. I got real concerned a couple of weeks ago when I saw the ragweed already hitting our pollen count. Yes, so. it's coming in earlier. You know, sometimes related to local weather patterns. Um, if it's you know, hotter, drier, you know, the ragweed will start to kick off. So it, it does differ a little bit in timing and intensity from year to year. Mm-hmm. But the trend has been towards longer allergy seasons for all of the pollen seasons. The summer we're having this year doesn't feel as brutal as other summers. Does that impact anything as far as? It can impact the timing of you know, when the weed pollens come out. Okay. More so, it impacts air quality in general. Okay. Where periods of long, hot, dry weather lead to deterioration in air quality where things like ozone and diesel exhaust particles and sulfur dioxide and all these respiratory irritants will accumulate in the air until it rains or cools off. So if someone listening has allergies and they're wanting to come in and they're thinking about maybe even going on allergy uh, injections, IT, allergy shots. Is there a good time of the year to start? Any time of the year is a good time <laughs> okay. to start. Yeah, the, no yeah. time like the present. Um, the sooner you start, the sooner you get better. Right. And, you know, sometimes people are saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking to get better for my springtime pollen allergies, and they come in in January or February. Well, you're not going to have time really to get built up all the way right. to see that. But, you know, You'll be helping out <clears throat> allergies for other year-round allergies or the fall pollen allergies. Um, but the sooner you start, the sooner you get better, you know, the sooner you're going to have relief. From the time um, of the first appointment, how long does it take to get started on allergy shots? Like how quickly do you test and get the serum and, and get somebody going? Two weeks is standard turnaround. 
Okay, so if great. someone's comes in and they're really allergic and they're looking to start allergen immunotherapy, it takes us about that long to mix up vaccines that are specific for the individual because everybody has a different allergy profile. Mm -hmm. and so we have to mix things that fit their testing profile. So it's not a one size fits all uh, sort of thing. So it has to be specialized. So from the time someone starts, how long would you say it's reasonable for them to see some benefit? Different allergens respond more or less quickly relatively. Pollen allergies tend to respond more quickly such that as a person is approaching their maintenance dose or has been on that for a little bit, they're starting to feel relief. Mm -hmm. So in, in simplest terms, that's you know three, four months before people are really starting to see um, get better. Dust mites, mold spores take a little longer. I mean, sometimes you're looking at six to nine months for those things, and that's because they're constantly present. It's just harder to sort of re-educate the immune system to ignore them. It is a time commitment, and, and we hear from families. I mean, families that are doing it, it is a time commitment, especially families with younger children who are doing it. But it does set the patient up for success long-term. Yes. So for a very you know short period of time, you can have long-term benefit. It induces long-lasting changes, and that's really one of the benefits of allergen immunotherapy. You know, medications can be effective, but if you're on Flonase, you're on Flonase. I mean, and you're, and you're going to be on Flonase for decades, years. Right. Whereas allergen immunotherapy, if you can, you know, do a little bit more intensive therapy up front, you get long-lasting changes, years of benefit, reduction in allergy symptoms, reduction in medication usage, reduction in complications of allergies, reduction in doctor's visits. So there's lots of things that improve, you know, not just the simple runny nose. Excellent. Still the gold standard. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Liz. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Clear the Air. Please consider following this podcast. And remember, if you want helpful and accurate information about allergies and asthma, our allergy experts are here to clear the air.